Welcome everyone to a brand new episode here on Dynamic Conversations. In this Dynamic Conversation, I have the pleasure to welcome a friend all the way from Indonesia, Bali, Cashfi Reynolds. For three years, Cashfi has been the community and event manager of the very popular co-working place Hubuts in Ubud, which is in Bali. And that's also, in fact, where we met. I've been going to Bali, uh, you know, in the last few years, uh, on and off. And now, sadly enough, because of Corona, they had to close doors. And since then, Cashfee has been um, working as the community manager for the company Slash, which is a company that builds remote autonomous teams to help innovators develop software, products, and high-tech startups. Over the years, Cashfee has organized more than 700 events and workshops for remote workers and entrepreneurs. If you ever want someone to organize an event or workshop for you, this is your guy. Also, if you want someone to run a community, Cashfee is amazing at it. Some of the things that we talk about in this dynamic conversation are traveling, uh, our top three recommendations of things to do or see in Bali, community, growth, mindsets, and a whole lot more of topics. If you would like to check out Cashfee and follow him on social media, then check out the show notes, which you can find in the description of this episode. There as well, you can find any other resources or anything that we mentioned in the conversation. With that, I hope you will enjoy this dynamic conversation with Cashfee Reynolds and me. Alright, I, I actually maybe this is maybe something that you've talked maybe a lot about, I don't know, or mm -hmm. had a lot of people ask you, but mm -hmm. uh, let me just start with this one. So, mm -hmm. I've been to Bali like a few times now uh, mm -hmm. and been there f for some months. So I've, mm -hmm. so I've explored a little bit of it and have mm -hmm. some of my favorite places. Uh, but I was also curious because I want to share the top three or sort of things that I thought about that I think that I could recommend to people mm -hmm. if they go to Bali. And mm -hmm. I want to ask like your top three of things that you could recommend to anyone listening uh, who wants to go to Bali too. And this could be like an activity or a restaurant or just a place. Mm -hmm. okay. um, and I can actually also open Google Maps and we can also show this. Okay. So let me just open Google, go to Bali. And maybe we also discover something new ourselves to go and uh, check out next time when we're there. Yes, sure. Uh, I can share. Well, I, it's it's like I'm here. I can actually check it out, but I'm curious. You can already that. go and check it out, yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and these are, of course, just three things that I thought about. Like, oh, yeah, these were fun things to experience when I was in Bali. There's so many, mm -hmm. of course, but, you know. Uh, so let me share my screen. And you can see this. Yes. Yeah, so ignore everything. You know, there's so many things that I've put on there um so let me share one and then if you think of something that you could recommend then you can share and then mm -hmm. let me share another one so you know first thing that i actually wanted that i could recommend and maybe you've already been there it's not mm -hmm. exactly bali but it's new sapanita 
Last time when I was in Bali, uh, I went for the first time to it, and it was such a cool island. Just mm -hmm. getting a scooter and actually going to the to the east. Have you okay. been there? Actually, I never been there. Oh man, like I mean, uh, the the east is <laughs> the roads are so crazy. Oh my god, I can't imagine. <laughs> I heard stories. Oh man. my god, but it's such an adventurous island. It's uh -huh. so awesome, uh, and yeah, like it's not. I mean, okay, I was there when Corona was happening, so it was super quiet, no tourism. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know in general. I think it's not so touristic like Bali, I think. Mm. Uh, but the East is amazing. It's uh, just so wild. So mm. many beautiful, I mean, yeah, you have the ocean everywhere to look at and and the roads are just so fun. <laughs> I would mm. say that you need some driving skills on your scooter because it gets really wild, the roads. Like they're really broken. But if you can manage, ah, oh, so cool to go there. Yeah. You know, like one one thing that I know about um, one thing that I know about Mesa Panida and mm -hmm. the reason why I don't really want to go there. A reason why you like, don't want to go there. No, wait, it's not like I don't want to go there, uh -huh. but it's just uh, it's one of the um, that's where the uh, black magic came from. It's one of the you know, there's a lot of people coming to Bali, uh, uh -huh. coming to there to do. I don't know exactly, but it's very. Let me let me find it in English words because <laughs> I don't know what is. But uh, I heard a lot. Of, uh, uh, I heard a lot of um, like scary story from my friends. At least one of my friends just shared a story uh, that uh, when he was visiting that island, somehow uh, he's staying at this hotel, and then um, there's not a lot of people who who are like living in that hotel because it's still pretty new i don't know if the if the people already praying uh -huh. to uh, you know because when you're opening up a new place in bali you're or you know because most of the people there are like hindu you need mm. to make a blessing for the whole uh area of the new um of the new building right mm -hmm. like um so i don't know if they already done it or not but at that time, he was staying there. I guess he's also the only people who are living there, if I'm not mistaken. But there was this one night when he was staying there first time. During that night, he was with his friend. Um, and all of a sudden, he got a like ghost story. Mm -hmm. And then... Like um, a like an Yeah, a nightmare. And then somehow, the people next to him, he started to scream. Mm. Like for for a long time and you know calling him calling his name as well like hey, I, I i don't really want to say the name but <laughs> this the friends are started to you know i don't know all of a sudden uh my friend had that dream about this person uh -huh. and then this person started to call his name until he wake up because his friend was screaming his name so loud uh -huh. and then he was so scary um, and he started to call the receptionist, which uh, which is very tricky as well. He needs to do it like two times. Um, not a lot. Uh, they they're not pretty much on the receptionist. 
and then uh, he asked like, okay, have you have you done the blessing in this place? Yeah, this is very new, and then, and then somehow the the news got into the whole area there, and then um, I guess the next day after they started to do like the blessing again for that building. So I don't know if they've done it before, but after that situation happens, mm-hmm. um, they decided to do the, another blessing for the building. Um, because Panida Island, that's uh, the reason why I said about black magic right there is the place for people if they want to do it, I guess. But I, in Nusa Panida? In Nusa Panida, but I'm not sure. It's very uh, sacred, like sacred place. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the sacred place. Ah. Uh, That's the that's the word. one uh, of the sacred places here in okay, Bali. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, yeah. I had a great time, to be honest. Yeah, that's good for you, man. I, <laughs> I, I just don't want didn't have any crazy nightmares, but yeah, I I could recommend it. You know, <laughs> I, I I mean, if I, I I would recommend it as well because they have like very nice beach. The the view is amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty much untouched compared to any other place in Bali, right? It's I can crazy. see from yeah. the picture. Um, yeah, the one that, yeah, the one that you were just putting it's, there. It's also great for for diving for anyone. Or diving you know, who mm-hmm. dives. Uh, yeah. some diving there it was super beautiful. Yeah, it's it's great. It's I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe. Um yeah. do you have anything that you think of right now that when you, you know, like again, restaurants, an activity mm-hmm. or just something beautiful, you know, some sightseeing or something that mm-hmm. you've seen in Bali? I guess for me, one of my favorite place that I ever visited in Bali is uh waterfall. I love waterfall so much. You love waterfalls? Um, yeah, I yeah. you know like in the in the because coming from Jakarta, uh-huh. I, I didn't really see a lot of like nature. And then right. at that time, when I first time moved to Bali, I, I somehow see a lot of nature. So I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. And um, of course I tried to find a spot to where to go. And somehow in Ubud, since I based there before, there are a lot of like waterfalls around Ubud, right? And yes. I just decided to go to a couple of them. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite waterfall, it's called Cantolampo. Is it in Ubud? Um, actually, no, because it's a little bit to the north. But it's ah. one. It's a- it's one I of going, the big. Am I going the right way here? Um, I guess a little bit more up. Pukachipum waterfall is also good. That's my first waterfall that I went to. Can you help the, me type it? K A K A N T O. Quantu. K A N N. K A M N T O. Not M, but N, like N. no. Okay. T O. T O. Space L A. L. A. Yes, that one, the first one. This one. Yes. Man. Have I been so here? Big. Have you been there? I don't know. I've been here, I think. Let's see. Ah, yeah, yeah. I have been here, actually. Yeah, it's so... I don't know, for me, it's just so dreamy. And it's... I don't... I, I just like the way it goes because... Some waterfall, you need to go down very far, and here it's not mm. 
you don't really have to walk down that much yes. and it's very chill they also have a lake so then you can actually swim there I've um, been here. but the waterfall itself is just so beautiful for me it's just so amazing i yeah, I, i never before i coming and decided to move to bali mm-hmm. I, i never been anywhere because mm. i never really traveled that much Right. And uh, even though I've been to Bali for a couple of times before I decided to move to Bali, mm-hmm. I never been to Ubud area. I always just go to like Seminyak or like Changu. So when I decided to move to Ubud, I just surrounded by nature, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because it's Ubud just is all a over you. It's a jungle. Yeah. So I was like very fascinating with with how. waterfall that's my i guess that's my first waterfall that i ever visited and then afterwards i just decided to visit more and more really? waterfall because i love it um i remember yeah. it was a little bit difficult to find it or something um or was it's it a just bit maybe me it was i guess it's a bit tricky um but but okay but yeah i mean you can you can actually like when Because I don't think that the maps really say where it is. Yeah. Um, but when you're close there, you just need to ask the locals and exactly. then they pretty much will tell you like, oh, okay, just go there. Yeah. You know how nice Bali people are. <laughs> pretty, pretty nice, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love I love Balinese people. They're yeah, they're nice. awesome. I know. Um, one. <laughs> I had also another one called... Uh, it's called the Water Palace, but there's a couple of ones, uh, I think. This one is Taman Tirtaganga. Tirtaganga. Okay, I've never been there. Taman, is it this one? Yes. Yes. How, how do you say this? Taman Tirtaganga? Taman Tirtaganga. All right, uh, I'm not going to repeat Oh my God, see? My Indonesian is getting there. <laughs> it's, it's out right now, then. Uh, if you've not been there, it's it's also super beautiful and always like the photos on Google. I think don't do like the justice of like. Rejected. Yeah. Um, what, what what can you do there actually? Well, it's I, I think it was like a royal water palace or something. It's just mm-hmm. you can go and walk around. There's like fountains and and water everywhere, mm-hmm. and you can also go and swim. in in the water mm-hmm. uh, and then there's like a restaurant but it's just like very pretty very much mm-hmm. in nature and not super touristy because it's also so far so far <laughs> yeah yeah it's like yeah, it's up into the yeah, definitely into the east of bali mm-hmm. but could also recommend it i nice. i think i was here To, to dive in and I was just like what's more like of you know nice things to see here and oh. then I found this one and yeah it's great it's... it looks like it's very close to Ahmed there yeah the the dive spot the dive spot the diving spot in Ahmed do you know yes 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 yeah um yeah that's where okay. I actually went uh so It's great. Also, if you've not been there, you can check uh, check it out. Mm. Okay. You have, anything, you have anything more that you think of? Uh, of course. <laughs> one of my favorite one is Manjangan Island. Ooh, I've never heard of that actually. I've, I think. 
Is that really? Is that here in the No, it's on the. How do you? Menjangan M. 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 E. E. M. E. N. J. M. E. N. G. J. Yeah. M. E. So. Oh my God! Catch me with spelling. Um. Okay. M. E. E. Am I spelling it wrong? N. N. J. M. A. N. J. A. N. G. A. N. Is it this here? Let me let me let me type it on the chat. I guess it's easier. Yeah. Is it okay? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm not always so great with. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm also not great on like doing the spelling. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's handy. That's, ooh, okay. what the hell is this? Whoa, okay, that's so, that's, that's very so far. far. It's, <laughs> oh, wow. it's, it's almost close to Java Island, actually. Wow. But we. We I went there one time with uh, Hubut members, so we do an excursion there together. So this is actually a very excluded island. Um, there's no there's no there's no hotel or anything. It's just an island full of deer. Um, wow! So you cannot oh, yeah. even like really staying there. What full um, of deer? Just, yeah, deer. See, yeah, uh, because Manjangan itself, it's a I guess it's a Balinese <laughs> word. Uh, for a deer so there's a lot of deer there and then you can see like deer playing in the water um, it is one of the most beautiful uh, places that I've been to here in Bali um, the water is so clear um, and wow. actually you can there's a lot of like um, snorkeling spot uh, yeah um, it seems like that yeah snorkeling I don't know I'm not sure if you can do dive but I guess you can I don't really have a diving experience or license, so I don't really know about uh -huh. it. But I do snorkeling there one time. Actually, yes, there's that there's that one thing. Uh, there's one thing happening when I was there. And it, <laughs> Did a deer bite very, you? No, it's very traumatizing. Okay. Um, that that makes me care of uh, an open water because it's just so big, man. Somehow uh -huh. that's one of the uh the the most beautiful coral you can see a lot of corals and a lot of like fish that you never see before at least for me and yeah. <laughs> i don't know and um one time i was it, it so with the tour that i went to mm -hmm. there's like they they took you to like three different uh snorkeling spots and then on the first snorkeling spot i was like ah okay you know let's let's just go and see what's underwater because the water is so clear it's so nice i can't even see the fish like from the boat so i was like okay let me just jump in and then kashfi was jumping in and i started to jump in it was really nice for the first five minutes right it's so beautiful but somehow because it's so big and you i i can see so what i see there it's basically like a coral, like yeah. a, uh, a mountain of coral here. So when I was diving on the right side, uh, on the left side, it was a coral. And then on the left side, it was 
an open water. Ah. Like it's so dark. Yes. You cannot really even see anything there. And my anxiety coming in because, of course, Kashi is scared of shark or, you know, I don't know what happens mm. in there. There's a lot of uncertainty there for Kashi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was getting nervous. And then somehow it's just, okay, whatever. Let me just focus on the fish, you know. And I, I started to see a lot of fish. Like, it's so cute. Okay. And then when I see up, I was seeing this alligator fish. So big. Like, I, I, like it's like two, three meters and the, like the mouth in was front of you right in front of me so what? i was so scared and i just decided to like no I, okay i i just want to go back to the boat and then <laughs> right afterwards i don't go to another another snorkeling spot because for me it, it was too much i was i was expecting like small fish and you know like cute little one oh, but coral, it didn't do or, anything right i don't know what it will do to me but <laughs> the anxiety kicked in So I was like, okay, let me just go back. And uh, I guess I'm not, I'm not, um, yeah, I, I, I just don't like the idea of like open water. Underwater, it can be pretty scary, actually, yes. Especially right? like I do have a certificates and. For yeah, like you do a, diving. Yeah, for like advanced, you have to do like a night dive, uh -huh. which is, I mean, you don't see anything, right? Like you have a like a flashlight, but it's definitely the first time it's super scary. Because what is what it's empty uh -huh. like you don't see anything in front of you it's so yeah <laughs> it's so it's weird it's so calm it's yeah it's still it's a lot so of people calm. who do a lot of diving don't really most of them don't enjoy some some love it but a lot just find it a little bit too scary to do like a night dive because uh, it's just complete blackness around you uh yeah. although The one thing that's cool, it's like the closest to experiencing like being in space in a way, because it's like mm. quiet, you don't see anything, you're without gravity. That's in another, that's kind of cool though, that like, uh, mm. but I get what you mean though, that, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ocean is, the is weirdest, a big place. I know. What is your weirdest creature that you ever see underwater, Elise? Ooh, there's a lot of weird ones. Uh, I think... Like scary scary uh i actually oh well there's like the really poisonous ones like the scorpion fish you don't really notice it too much because it's like very hidden a let me scorpion oh that's just fish um yeah oh, so that one but they look Okay, this one you can see pretty well, but they're 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 like rocks, so you don't see them. Oh. And sometimes when I was diving, because uh, you always have like a dive master or, or instructor mm. guiding you, uh, mm. they were like pointing at it because it's pretty awesome to see it. You don't see it so mm. much, but if mm -hmm. you touch it, it's so poisonous that yeah, you should never touch it. It's very it, it's very tricky uh, because they. They kind of like camouflage as a yes. as a as a rock as well. Yeah, and you also have wow. stone fish that's also very poisonous, and you almost don't see, you know, it that it's a fish. But it's so bizarre just that fish can do that, you yeah. know, like they can completely 
adjust to the surrounding and uh yeah it just looks like a stone <laughs> See, this type of creature is the reason why i don't want to <laughs> yeah let me yeah. just having my life i'm on the boat seeing everything like from there <laughs> i don't know I, I i i just not a big fan anymore after that situation got it it's got very traumatizing <laughs> yeah um, mm. All right, but that's a really awesome suggestion, actually. That when I'm next in next time in Bali, because this, I mean, how how long does it take to drive there from from Ubud? From from Ubud, it took around like three to four hours uh, by car. I would recommend to oh, just go by car though, because uh, if you're going with a bike, it can be very tiring. I guess. So. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I was there. I was going there with a car, and it's already even tiring for me to go that far knowing that you know when you're living in Ubud everything is just very yeah. close and then you don't really get used to like long drive and then going there for four hours man that's wild too much <laughs> uh, you take a boat uh, in, I guess yeah so so basically you uh you can stay um so there's a like small little aisle like on the shore like mm. around that national park somewhere there's here? a yeah no 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 on the national park i hear yeah menjangan there Plat- plataran so you basically stay there around plataran uh if you go to the right not the rest of the national park there this yeah one? there that area mm. Uh, plataran around that area. Ah, yeah, yeah. So you just like can see uh, there. Wow. And then there's a lot of uh, like uh, hotel restaurants, but it's very, it's very local. The ocean I might club. Say. <laughs> God damn. All right. Yes. But it's but nice. yeah, it's one of one of the best uh, places that I ever visited because the the water is so clear and it's just so nice to see a deer in the water. You know, like <laughs> the deer in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty unusual, at least for cash. Yes, but I was never expecting some deer somewhere in Bali, to be honest. So that's that's oh really super bizarre. Yes, yes. I don't know for some reason I just think of monkeys and that's it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean like uh, so. Yeah, but did they come like the same with like um, the Gili Islands with the horses? Did they happen to be there? Like, did humans put them there, or, or do you know anything uh, about that? I I actually don't know, but the reason why the name of uh, the island itself is Menjangan. Oh, yeah, it's called to deer, right? Mm. It, it, it's the deer itself. I don't really know about. So the maybe history. they were there already. Yeah, so that's why they call it Menjangan Island. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome suggestion. Very, very recommended. Uh, so a last one that I actually have is uh, more of an activity. Mm-hmm. And it's one that I did last time that I that I loved so much that I did it like over three or four times. Uh, but it's mm-hmm. actually to go and do uh, dirt biking. Oh. So I had Bali dirt bikes. That was the company Bali Dirt Bike, uh-huh. but I well that's not here, um, but I couldn't find them on on Google Maps anymore. So I don't know with Corona that they maybe mm. I guess don't exist uh, anymore. yeah, 
actually but, like when mm -hmm. yeah it was somewhere over here that we went to and it was like different tracks like one was next to the volcano here mm. uh another one was just next to the beach and then another track was uh in a jungle and i don't know it was so much fun i guess there are still like a couple of places who um uh, i mean like a couple of uh travel agency still uh, offering this uh activity I, uh, but actually after after the corona there are a lot of um like this kind of activity started to like fell off i think it's actually this one that i went with bali dirt bikes, bali dirt bikes. okay uh, ah, yeah it's exactly this one yes it's great i uh i loved it so much it's it's i mean definitely not for everyone right because it's a bit more I guess adventurous of an activity. Adventurous, I was about to say. <laughs> but it's it's something completely different. You know, if you want to do something completely different in Bali, uh, you can do this. You can do this and mm. uh, it's a great thing. To, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And the people there, I mean, the guides, the, uh, like, you know, the instructors or so, like they were very, I mean, everyone like yeah, in Bali is super friendly. They were very friendly mm. guys. And uh, so they can even, I mean, for any level, if you're a beginner or or totally or never did it, they will kind of help you through it. And uh, yeah, anyone can kind of do it after a while. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, Kashfi is not very adventurous, yeah. So this kind of activities, <laughs> not really my thing. <laughs> well, yes. All right. But you know, maybe one day, Kash, like if you uh, if you think like, let Girl. me you know do some more adventurous things in my life. Uh, let me just do it <laughs> this option is out there <laughs> okay yeah oh, of course we'll see we'll see a last one do you have a last one of recommendations in bali for people listening i guess or for me i guess i guess uh another place that i like to visit it's just a simple rice terrace uh terrace in uh -huh. the Galalang, you know, in Ubud. It's very, it's very close to the center as well. Um, it was very touristy, actually, in the beginning. Um, is it a specific rice? Um, where is it, actually? Is it a bit um, more to the north? A little bit more to the north. So from Ubud, from the city center, it took around 30 minutes to go up there, to Galalang. Um, this one here. I guess that no 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 oh yeah that one yes that one ah uh, yeah it's super beautiful actually it's yep. so beautiful especially when the when the rice is still like very green because sometimes when the uh when the when they started to harvest the rice mm -hmm. like it's sometimes like looking like that, like brown, but when it's ah, like very, yeah. like very blooming, it's really, it's really beautiful. I love it. And, you know, um, actually in the beginning of my journey in Bali, uh, I tried to visit it, a lot of like touristy places as well, mm. because I'd never been. So I went there, I just go, sometimes I go there by myself just because I want to be surrounded by nature and then listening to the music by myself. You know, when I when I just need some time for myself, um, I'll go to nature to just reconnect. That's a great thing to do. Yeah. And 
yeah, it's super beautiful there. So uh, I, I, I've been there, well, just once actually. But now that mm. I'm seeing it again, I should go there next time again too, because it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I recommend it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Verified. <laughs> uh, let me just stop this. My sharing. Uh, mm -hmm. Stop share. There we go. Okay. So that was one of the first things that I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, there's two mm -hmm. very different ones after this, but uh, what was something that you wanted to talk about? I guess one of one of the things is around growth. I just want to know your perspective. What do you think growth is? Because um, this is one thing that I've been thinking this past two weeks. Um, and somehow when I think about it, uh, it makes me realize a lot of things, uh, like on how I was before in Jakarta mm. and then uh, here I am in Bali. But um, I've been hearing these words for the past two weeks because I've been working in this uh, company, uh, this startup company. And then Which I work as a... Is it actually mm -hmm. if you... It's uh, it's called Slash. Uh, yeah, it's one okay. of uh, mm -hmm. uh, one of the business uh, that is uh, organized by one of the Hubert member. Actually, they founded really? first time in Cambodia, mm. and then they decided to expand their team here in Bali. And knowing that right now, well, they have a headquarter in Cambodia, mm -hmm. but right now they uh, after the Corona, uh, they started to make everyone to start remote uh, working. So they also looking Indonesia as an opportunity to find and grow the team. So here I am joining them. Nice. But uh, my role at that company uh, is actually working together with one of the executive to be part of the people operation team. Mm -hmm. And then as part of, uh, as part of my role, um, my role is basically around people and uh, people and culture. Mm -hmm. And then somehow uh, I had a discussion with my executive as well, um, how we want our team to grow together with us. But uh, because, because that has been mentioned a lot of time, it makes me thinking as well, like what, what is actually growth mm. in, 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 in the company perspective, like if you if you see someone as an employer uh, in one of the company and that uh, company would like you to grow together with them, okay. what do you have in mind actually as an employer? I for because when I got that question to me, um, there's a lot of thinking coming up in my head. Uh, for me, growth is when I when I when I see like what what comes in my head in the beginning is basically around uh, the time when I when I was in Jakarta and then I decided to move to Bali and then there's a lot of things happening to me and then I see a lot of like personal growth coming up to me as well. But sure. what is a what is what is uh, professional growth like mm. when it when it comes to growth itself? I just I just want to know like your perspective actually, Elis, about that. Um, what what's growth for you? But growth in the terms of a company. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Mm -hmm. So growth as an individual in a company. Yeah, in the company. I think it's almost the same as just, uh, you know, just personal growth, you know, uh, or, mm. or at least how I would think how it happens. Uh, I, I mean, like in general, I would say growth happens when you do things that scare you and mm -hmm. you start to become more confident in them. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think, I mean, that's what yeah. I think personal growth is like. You do something mm -hmm. alright that you're a bit scared of, um, and I mean, and you can of course learn a bit about it to know how to kind of do it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's about doing it, doing it again and again, more and more, becoming more confident in it, and mm -hmm. that way you grow as a person. And I think it's just the same in a company too, actually. You know, as an individual, mm -hmm. how to grow in a company. Uh, or together, like you can do something together as a group that you are all new in and with that mm -hmm. maybe a little bit more uncertain about, so more scared mm -hmm. of, right? So, yeah. yeah, you can grow as a group in that way too, to do something together that you're not familiar with and, yeah, overcome it and that way you grow as a person because you have to use or work together. Mm. Okay. Interesting. For me, I mean, like for me, it's also the same. Like when I, I guess personal growth and professional growth is pretty much the same. Uh, I agree on what you're saying as well before when you can do something that you're scared of before and then being comfortable afterwards. That you've um, grown, right? Because, yeah, at least, I mean, like at least my experience what I have in mind when it comes to growth is uh, it's around like it's around my personal growth itself. Like when I was when I was in Jakarta before, mm -hmm. and then I'm I'm so stuck there, and then how I kind of like get out of my comfort zone, and then decided to move to Bali fully, and then somehow that's scary. Like, that experience it changed. Yeah, it's scary, mm -hmm. but it changed my life so much in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, I could imagine opening yeah. up a, like a lot of like different uh, mindset and different uh, point of view. Um, but like when it comes to professional, um, I mean, I, I, I never, I, I, my first, my first job, it was Hubert, right? Yeah. Right after I finished my call, uh, my uni. Uh -huh. And then I never had any like professional uh, experience that much because with Hubud I was working with them for like three or three and a half years yeah. and that's the only company that I've worked before I mean if I if I look up into growth from how, the three and a half years how did you grow yeah. in the company I mean like uh, as a person by also doing things that you were scared of right and then getting more confident yeah. at it and now you know if you would still be working in Hubud's and another I don't know, community manager would be entering the mm -hmm. building who has no experience. It's through all the experiences mm -hmm. that you've had and all the things that you had to face, uh, you know, the difficulties that, mm -hmm. you know, resulted in knowledge. Mm -hmm. And with knowledge also comes confidence. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's kind of what I directly mind. sort of think of, right? <laughs> Maybe there's a better yeah. answer or a different one for other people, but right now, 
that feels more to me like I guess yeah how it's just the same I think how you grow mm. in a company as how you grow um, okay. outside of a company. Yeah, I mean when you're saying that it it uh, uh, it's coming up into my mind now mm-hmm. <laughs> because sometimes people forget you know like you're just doing things and then you're like ah oh, okay is there and then uh when you're saying that it yeah it uh it reminds me uh of a situation let's say like coming here yes. uh to a new co-working space not become uh not becoming a community manager anymore just uh, coming becoming as a member as the member so i was like <laughs> that's wow different experience and then somehow of course this co-working space is also have a community manager mm-hmm. and then somehow the community is very different and I guess so yeah uh and then there there's a lot of things coming up into my mind when when it comes like it um to you know like community building in this co-working space because this space is so big and there's a lot of things that you can do here mm-hmm. um but i guess when it comes to co-working space it also depends on what kind of co-working space are you right like yeah. are you a community-based co-working space or is it more like a startup where you have a couple of offices um with different startups but but yeah uh how is the community I, there ca- non-existing or <laughs> they they just started actually like they, they just started. started like almost eight months in the beginning of this year eight okay. months nine months so they still figuring out the best way how to make and bring people together yes so when i coming here they even started to uh opening up not opening up but gathering the n- new community of tech people here in mm-hmm. Changu, um, which is great uh, because I didn't really see a lot of tech people, even though everyone is here. But the tech community, sorry, not the tech people, the tech community is not so much here. But actually, after they started this like meetup, a lot of people started to come. It's good, but but yeah, it's very, it's just very different comparing to Hubert Man for sure. It also I mean, so much depends on the person managing, you know, the community. That's true. You're just one of the most perfect people I've ever met, you know, to be a community oh, manager. You. you have such an amazing personality that fits that role so much. And uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, one of the most difficult things to do is to build like a strong community, I think, mm. uh, in a co-working place. And uh, yeah. I think Hubut... I mean, so far from all the co-working places that I've tested and or tried, uh, it's still at the best community that I that I experience, and it's really because of you, I think, because mm. uh, you did so much, yeah, great things there. Because you know, like Yelis, fun fact, not fun fact, but I mean, like in the beginning of my career there at Hubut, uh, I was actually applying for a junior events manager, right? So like most of my work was actually. Focusing more on the events itself. I don't mm. really know that a community manager is a thing. So I was like, hey, well, what is a community manager? Because somehow we had that role. And then what I do was only like events. And then um, after uh, after a couple of years, like two years working there, they, st- they decided to give me a promotion to become a community manager. Mm. Um, and I was like, hey, what is community manager? <laughs> 
what do they do? But actually, after discussing it, it's also kind of aligned with what I do before, which is events, because somehow yeah. with events, it's also a platform for a community manager to uh-huh. make sh- to you know like um, making sure that the community is there. That's a platform where we can uh, bring everyone together, uh, where everyone can also collaborate uh, on their in the events. You know, like at Hubert, we had a lot of events. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what makes Hubert very strong in terms of community. Right. The events uh, definitely help, yeah. 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 Like learning events, social events. Um, yes. Here, I mean, not, there's a couple of co-working spaces started to doing that here, even this co-working space as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just not there. I, I don't know why. But yeah, uh, community manager. So interesting. Um, it, w- was there still something more actually that you wanted to, on the topic that you wanted to talk about, that you want to talk about? Mm. Actually, I had I the first one is growth. The second one. Oh no! Like the first one, is there still something oh, that you kind of wanted to? Yeah. No. M- more dive into I- that or or. I guess I guess it's opened up my mind so much about our like conversation before Yelis because sometimes uh I mean like in the beginning uh I didn't really thought about it so much uh-huh. when it comes to professional journey and how I growth on my professional uh life as well. Um yeah, it's a good I mean for me it's a good reminder and I guess there's a lot of things that I can try to apply to the company that I'm working on right now. Because working as a people uh, people manager mm-hmm. in a startup company, I never had experience in there as well, right? So it's still like, actually right now, my I jumping into, a, into something that I don't really know that much. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that the, the people that I've worked there they're pretty much open to a lot of my ideas. Actually, the reason why I joined this company in the beginning, because he was also, well, he was a Hubert member before, and he was actually the one who reaching out to me and he was like, hey, Cash, I guess mm. you have this, uh, you have this persona where you can bring people together. So we, we would like to making sure that the people who are in our company are satisfied and then making sure that they have a learning experience there as well inside the company. We would like to make sure that everyone is happy and then making sure that everyone have a career growth as well when they're coming into the company. So I guess you're the right person for 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 doing that. So I was like, eh? <laughs> so I just, I just, uh, I mean, it's it's been great. Uh, I I I wouldn't complain at all because a lot of things, a lot of new things that I learned from there, which makes me think as well. I guess that's part of the growth. Exactly right. Mm. When you yeah. learn new things, or when you have to do new things mm. as an individual or as a group, you grow because mm. you kind of level up. You know, you get some experience points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah agree. Okay, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. Uh, the reason the reason in the beginning why I would like to come up with that topic because that's been something that I have in mind this uh-huh. past week, and I just curious on like what what 
what what do you think about that and how you see growth for yourself great topic yeah. yeah um yeah Thanks, um man. let me actually see another one that i had uh okay something very different okay uh which one of the two first okay let me ask this um so okay like you are like such a positive person you know like when whenever i saw you in who boots because that's mainly where i saw you are at the events you know you're always smiling you're always happy like it's incredible but i'm actually curious to ask you and i also just thought for myself so i will share some things too but Mm -hmm. i actually wanted to know like what do you do where you don't feel happy like when you're feeling down like are there specific things that you think about now that help you to sort of yeah elevate your your moods Mm. that's actually part of the other other thing that i would like to cover as well actually okay is it very Um, it's it's uh, very much the same or is it a bit i guess it's 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 related because for me i was i would like to discuss a little bit about mindset and when you're asking me about that question Mm. i guess um a lot of things the reason why i'm like this because i love talking to people but of course there's some there's some times when i feel super down and then very low but I guess so. I'm, I'm a type of person who is very extrovert um but as an yep. extrovert people i might say it takes a of course it takes a lot of energy um but when i'm feeling down what do you do when you think about it now a moment when you were feeling down that you were like ah this helped me you know to feel less down and uh, if you need some time to think i can already share one of the things that i do uh um, i can give you some a little bit of time there um you can you let 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 let's share yours first it really doesn't have to be t- complicated things right most very simple things help often uh, mm-hmm. So one of the first things that I had is uh, super simple, but I, when I think about what helps me is is to exercise, is to oh, be okay. out my head and to be in my body. And mm-hmm. so when I'm feeling down, I mean, I when I'm also not feeling down, I go and exercise. But especially when I feel down, I'm like, all right, you know, let me go and uh, walk or climb. Mainly climb helps me a lot. So yeah, I just go to the climbing gym and afterwards mm. I feel so much better helps mm. you know every time that's one I, okay um that's I got one of the activities more. oh okay all right do you want to share all of them first to me maybe it yeah, helps all right um <laughs> okay uh then another very simple one is to simply you know when you feel down what helps is to call someone uh and mm. to actually talk and I think um uh, I used to have like uh, struggle with this to to mm. be okay with not being okay or or mm. to not feel okay and to actually say that to someone. Uh, but if you're someone, if someone comes to you to ask you for advice, you always feel great, right? I mean, it feels nice mm-hmm. to be able to help yeah. someone. 
And that's always what I try to tell myself that other people really want to help you. And for some people, it can be a tricky thing to go and call someone and mainly because they don't want to be bothering someone, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you have that thought, then just say that. I mean, you know, remind Mm -hmm. yourself that it feels pretty nice to actually, you know, have someone come to you to ask for advice or for help. Uh, So, but yes, calling a friend, you know, (laughs) Uh, it just talking with someone, sharing what you're feeling, it's such a good mm-hmm. thing. Um, another thing is, uh, this is more sort of from our therapy, but mm-hmm. you can write down, like, when you're feeling down, there might be certain thoughts, you know, dominating your head. And it's to actually write those thoughts down, the automatic thoughts that you're having from, like, I don't know, like, I've like no one likes me or something i don't know Mm -hmm. uh and then actually writing next to it rational response so -hmm. writing down all the automatic thoughts that you're having that are making you feel the way that you're feeling now and then just taking a rational response like thinking just rationally about it like how true is this you know Mm -hmm. how true is it that no one likes me Uh, Mm -hmm. and then if you rationally think about it you know everyone is someone that likes them. This is just an example, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But you can do this about any feeling. Like, oh, I feel alone. Mm-hmm. There's no one t- for me. Okay, mm-hmm. that's an automatic thought. Okay, write down the rational response. There's people there that you can call, right? So mm-hmm. you're not completely alone. Uh, mm-hmm. That's another sort of thing that I use when I'm feeling mm-hmm. down. And then the last one um, uh, is, is just sort of... Uh, I just wrote down like six things. It's basically to go for a walk and Mm. just look at, you know, on your walk, look at six things that you find very beautiful. You know, like if you're in a forest, Mm. uh, you see a beautiful tree, just look at it Mm. and pay attention to it. Just look at it for a couple of minutes. And it's just mainly Mm. sort of mindfulness exercise. Mm. And... It's getting out of your head a bit and more in your mm. body and feeling. And when you're feeling down, paying attention to the beautiful things that are just in your surrounding. It can be mm. in so many things. Uh, I don't know, always lifts my uh, my mood again. Mm. So these were just okay. four things that I kind of directly thought about when I feel down that help me. Mm. I get... So if I if I can share like yes, my please. thoughts and that I mean like after after this I guess this is something that I've been uh, feeling recently as well like something that I've been struggling myself as well and I'm trying my best to find a way on how can I cure that you know cure whatever but um, when I'm when I'm in that situation sometimes uh, I just go by myself. Mm-hmm. because of course i usually surrounded by people and then sometimes it's also draining right like being around people and then someone coming up to you and then listening to stories i mean i love that sure uh don't uh don't get me wrong I, I, because i love talking to people and i love meeting people but but your batteries you know need to be but, charged sometimes yeah. too by alone time yeah uh one thing that i just learned actually by being a community manager before uh-huh knowing that I have to be like mostly like 18 to like 10 to 18 hours 
not not 18 10 hours let's say being around member yeah. and then kind of like being the person who's like oh, okay how's everyone doing you know um one thing that i learned so much uh of that experience is basically having some time for yourself mm. um so let's say like with the work that i used be used to do before i work from monday to friday right and mm. then that's the time for me to be socialized with people like being around members or being around the people uh that i met uh and then on the weekend how can i recharge is basically i just go or have some time for myself mm. um like i i just do things that i don't that i want to do but by right. myself mm-hmm. uh sometimes i just go to let's say in ubud i just go to champohan rich walk and just have a like a little walk surrounded right, by nature and then it's just it, it leveling up my mood so much already yeah. listening to music uh mm-hmm. while doing that uh is really helpful because i love music mm-hmm. and uh i just listen to the music that i love and then looking up to the to the uh surroundings yeah. um i'm so grateful that bali is surrounded by that so uh it's easier for me to do it i don't know what i'm going to do in jakarta but i guess it's going to be the same but the experience is just going to be different are you going but, to jakarta um i'm actually going there for a couple of days but it's okay I, I, you're uh, not leaving bali right no not not okay, no, okay no, got no. It. that's that's never <laughs> an option yeah. i don't want to but but yeah having having some time for yourself to recharge yeah. um is actually very important um knowing that myself as an extrovert as well of yeah. course you thought that as an extrovert oh okay you always put in this smile or like you know be the face but actually when when you're feeling down and you just want you, you just need to differentiate where, where when is you you need to be aware when is the time for you to meet people mm-hmm. and the time for you to recharge so yeah. then you can meet people again you know because of course as an extrovert i actually get the energy from people yep. when i'm around it by people uh and i talk to the people who have like a good energy mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it sounds woo woo but yeah, i get you yeah. you know like when when you're surrounded like a positive energy people it's just making me like oh, okay it's fine it's good yeah. but you know uh it depends on the situation as well but yeah having some time for yourself listening to music or mm-hmm. do things that you like to do for a couple of days day or day um yeah. to reach very important uh, i agree uh, the second one i agree with you on writing down your thoughts mm-hmm. uh, i was actually started to do my journaling as well this past two weeks yeah three weeks i guess um and it's been helping me so much on figuring out uh on my mood on my emotion on my feelings because uh after writing it down all the things that i have in mind and looking back to it you started to recognize ah okay you had that feelings and when you're having that feelings what happens to you what do you feel because with journaling um what i learned mm-hmm. uh is basically just doing it by the end well for me it's the end of the day where you don't really have to think about anything um you just make a time for like one hour or, or even for me like sometimes it's 30 minutes or 15 minutes of writing and then i just writing down all the thoughts that i have in my i don't really have to think about what 
I shoot right, just put your pens down and then right. writing down everything. And then afterwards, yeah. after a couple of weeks doing it and then looking up to it, it's really helped me so much on recognizing my emotion, recognizing about how I react towards this feelings or emotion when I had it. Um, but yeah. Was there a specific reason why you started with the journaling? Because you said that you started with it three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Or just because you were like, of you know, course. <laughs> let me try this. Um, I mean, this is something that I've been heard a lot from uh, the people that I met in ah, Hubud, the, the journal right? or in Hubud. Yeah. Doing journaling for yeah. uh, reconnect to reconnect with yourself or something. So I was just like, okay, I never done this. Let me just try it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's been great. It's been, it's been interesting. Um, I, I actually don't really doing it anymore because some sometimes I get tired. But uh, <laughs> looking up, or? not 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 like me falling asleep. But it's just like so oh, much, yeah, to, to write down. It but, takes some energy too to write uh, stuff down act, every day, right? Actually, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. after afterwards. Uh, Looking back to all the things that I've been writing down the past weeks, mm. actually it opened up my mind as well about what is happening and then reckon, like knowing about my emotion better, how mm-hmm. I feel in that situation, how what is happening with me, something like that. So it's very interesting uh, exercise, I might mm-hmm. say. Um, and what else? When I'm feeling, yeah, uh, I was agree with you as well on calling your friends, not um, because, uh, I mean, I when when we can share and basically it's just a human being, I guess, when we can share our thoughts and get feedback from people, it's such a nice feeling. And then having a um, having someone listen to your um, stories. And then get the feedback out of it, uh, especially coming up from the people who loves you so much, like your best friends. Yep. Let's say um, it's it, yeah, it, uh, it helps me so much when I have a bad days or like going through a bad situation, because uh, talking about it, especially especially to some of your closest friend, um, it open up your perspective so much on how you deal mm. with that situation. Yeah, um, it helps because, to have a second opinion often. Yeah, because uh, of course you have this thought. I'm a type of person who is very overthinking. Mm. Um, and sometimes when I'm talking with my friends, they, they're giving me another perspective. Yeah. It makes me think as well. But it's a new way of thinking which helped me on my mind better yeah. towards some situation. Um, I guess hearing hearing other uh, other people experience when we have a certain challenge uh, can also help because everyone experience is different and mm-hmm. everyone's is reacting different way on certain type of challenge. And when you hear another people experience on how to solve the challenge itself that you have uh it open up your mind on yeah. how to uh 
solve those things, let's say, for yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to decide on what you're going to do, right? It's true. But but having those thoughts and I mean, having those uh, things shared to your to your friends and then get feedback from them. Yeah, it's amazing. It gives possibilities to then eventually, like you said, choose, you know, how to best approach whatever you're mm-hmm. struggling with or going through. Yeah, true. Yeah. Any other things that you do or think about, you know, when you're feeling down or do you feel like those things that you just shared are sort of mainly the ones that really help you? I guess, I guess that's the only thing, but uh, let's say if it's just like uh, one of those bad days, Mm -hmm. I just listen to music. That's the easiest way for me. All right. Uh, Listening to my favorite music and having this like positive music about, uh, and then it's just yeah, like me boosting up my mood again. What type of music do you mostly listen to? Mainly like happier music or mm-hmm. mixed with set music or or like any genre? I guess, like dep- you- I guess it depends on the feeling that you're okay. go through, right? Let's okay. say yeah. if I if I if I want to feel happy, I go to happy song. If, that makes but sense. Sometimes when I when I'm feeling sad, uh, I actually listen to sad song and then I feel better afterwards as well mm-hmm. like oh okay i feel connected with this artist so much exactly. and how they write the lyrics and somehow it helps me to burst up my emotion you know um so for me listening to music it's been very helping the easiest and the quickest way at least uh to to solve uh the problem um but yeah uh one of the other thing that I'm still learning to do uh, is actually to just embrace it. Like when you're mm. feeling super sad, but yeah, I just don't yeah. know how to embrace it in a good way. <laughs> to just I be mean, like, all right, I'm feeling just, sad and it, that's yeah. how it is now. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I need, yeah, that's something that I'm still learning yeah. because let's say I've, Mm, this past this past this past week there's a lot of things happening in my life that somehow it makes me feeling sad and i just don't know how to deal with that situation um so i was like okay now i'm here and i guess all the things that i have to do is just embrace the feeling that right now you're feeling sad and maybe it's okay and there will be a better day it's just believe in the, like you know changing my mindset yep. a little bit um towards that feelings if you feel sad just just be sad as long as you can (laughs) and and when you're ready you move on towards that and it's okay to have those feelings i don't know i I don't know where i'm going with this but (laughs) yeah Yes. It's kind of like all over the place, man. But, but you know, you're right. You don't always have to do a crazy amount of things to become happier. So, you know, it's sometimes just yeah. about sitting with it and being like, all right, this is how today I'm feeling. And uh, mm-hmm. that's okay, too. Can be happy all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also a fan of like, okay, if you can actually do something about it, you know, mm-hmm. you feel you feel sad because you had a, a fight with, a, with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, go and call them and, and make it better. <laughs> mm. But there's certain things, of course, that yeah, just require you to, to kind of just be with it 
and uh, mm. I can't accept the feeling how you're feeling, which mm. is which is fine. Yeah, actually, like I'm not a type of person who who talks so much about my feelings to people because I'm very protected with it. Mm. Actually, that's me. <laughs> but but yeah, so there's some some certain type of situation where I just don't feel like to share to people because maybe it's too much for them to handle. Mm-hmm. So there there must be one time when when I just have to deal with that feelings alone and then I just need to, you know, like just feel it, like suck mm-hmm. it up and just do it, let's say. And just be in that feelings and be okay with it. And then, yeah, gosh, you, you'll get better. Just remember. You But know, it's not easy, fine. right? It's, it's never easy. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> That's why I've been in this journey for two weeks for making sure that everything is okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's okay. There are there will be a better days. Exactly. That's what I'm. That's kind of like my mantra right now. Oh my god, sounds so woo woo again. <laughs> nah, but it's a good mantra. Uh, But, one that I know. use often is that this too shall pass. Mm, you know yeah uh, you can use this for, for both for good things and bad things so if you're in mm. uh, a really awesome moment with friends you know to remind mm. yourself like yep this will not last forever but if mm. you're a really bad one to also remind yourself like this will also not last forever there will mm. be yeah like you said better days but how how do you feel uh how do you react Uh, actually when because when you're saying like okay this too shall pass and then you're like okay if the moment is like too good <laughs> you you also use that right so i was like because i'm a type of person when i'm very happy mm. i'm just happy yes, like, yes. i don't want to think about it i'm happy but when i'm sad that's the time when i when it strikes me so much that i have that feeling so that should that's too shall pass that applies mm-hmm. <laughs> but when i'm happy i just i just how how, how i get sometimes i have moments where i'm like in a conversation with friends and i'm or like you know somewhere very beautiful i'm like mm. that i've just stopped and and just you know stand there for a second and i'm like this is such an awesome moment mm-hmm. and then i just sometimes quickly let that phrase you know this too shall pass kind of enter my head To really mm-hmm. just be grateful, mainly, and to mm. enjoy what's happening now. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah. But, like, okay. I mean, most of the time, like, you, you know, when I'm happy, I'm just happy, and I don't always think about standing still and being grateful for it. I'm just like, this is so great. <laughs> and that's all, you know. Um, but I think it's, it's yeah, uh, often I do remind myself just to be very mm. grateful for the amazing moment that's happening right now. Yeah, and I it takes agree. maybe like a milli, like a little, like a second, right? It doesn't have mm. to take minutes. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, I guess just being present and being aware. Yeah, it's basically being present so. for her. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's true. Agree. Let's, if you want, move to mm. another topic of yours. Uh but I first I... have to quickly go to the toilet. Oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. No worries. Let me let me do that as well. Next topic from Cash. Yes. Ah, um, actually, I 
Actually, I don't really have a lot of option right now, uh, Helis, because first one I already we already discussed a little bit about. Um, that was uh, about growth. Growth, yes. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then uh, mindset. That one is uh, that's that's kind of like covering up a little bit uh, on their on our last conversation. Okay. Then if you want to go to the last one that you have, that's that's great too. The last one is uh, uh, actually around community, and we already talked about that a little bit. But uh -huh. maybe one thing that I'm very curious, uh, knowing that you've been traveling around, and this is something that I've been uh, into a lot of people that I've met here as well, in uh, not only Ubud, but also most of the people that I met here in Bali. Um, like, we have a lot of like, people who travel here. Like I met a lot of people who have been traveled and I, I believe that you're one of them. Uh, you've been traveled around. Um, if you, if you can share me, uh, mm -hmm. like what is, why, why, why for you travel is very, uh, why, why travel for you is a thing. Mm -hmm. And what do you like so much about what what do you like about traveling? Mm -hmm. um, because for me, I never been traveled that much, and at least like it's only I only been to Bali and a couple of country, and that's it. Um, mm -hmm. But what's the most? What what makes you like traveling? Good question. Um, because basically, yeah, I've been. I've traveled a bit, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, because I started like traveling like long term when I was eighteen, uh, oh, but I wow. was like in a very bad place in myself, uh, mm -hmm. like where I was living, I, like or you know, like life in general was pretty dark for me uh, inside, mm -hmm. and uh, I found like a volunteer project in South Africa. Uh, to mm -hmm. to do and I traveled two months to there stayed at a host family and it just opened up like everything for me like new possibilities mm. new people a complete different you know surrounding that opens also like possibilities and new insights mm. and just experiencing a whole different culture like it was so awesome to know that life could look so different just depending on where you are in the world. And I don't know, from there on, then I just like traveled for years, basically on mm. around the world. And every time it's just the same thing, like it's personal growth, actually. Like I grow so mm. much as a person because uh, you, you're in new places, new challenges that you have to face and just the people that you meet, uh, I don't know, so many amazing people everywhere, everywhere mm. in, in, you know, yeah, every just corner of the world, there is amazing people. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just learned so much from traveling that I just wanted to keep. And also, of course, seeing new things, right? Seeing mm. new, you know, what you see in Bali, you can't see in Belgium, you know, mm. <laughs> like you don't see wild monkeys here in Belgium, because that would be crazy. Uh, 
or other stuff, right? You don't have a jungle yeah. here. So it's just also that, just seeing the amazing things that the world has to offer. And mm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it, it, there's so many things choose... to be honest. Mm -hmm. But these were well, just some. <laughs> yeah, what is, what is the best country that you ever visited? I have one, although every, you know, it's it's also a very different, uh, difficult question because every country mm -hmm. brought something amazing, I would say. But the the one that I would say that I thought was like, uh, I could live here or I, I would like to go there again mm -hmm. uh, was New Zealand. Oh, okay. You know, it's like yeah. you have Australia and New Zealand all the way yeah. to the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think... I was there for three months and bought a car second-handed from other travelers mm -hmm. and then drove with my ex-girlfriends from the north to the south, back to the north, which took us mm -hmm. like three months. Um, and I don't know, I just, I mean, it's for me personally, right? It's like it has mountains, mm -hmm. so much nature, mm -hmm. very friendly people. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just had an amazing experience there. Uh, and okay. yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, I heard, well, I have one of my friends as well, one of my closest friends who was living in New Zealand and she mm. loves it so much. Yeah. Um, she stayed there for like three years or something. Oof, that's and great. I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard a lot of like good stories there because they, they're pretty much like, I mean, it's not as, of course, it's not as crowded as, Australia because New Zealand is like you there's a lot of nature there yeah. but yeah I heard the the way of living there is so nice and yep. uh, one of the other country that I've been getting a lot of like recommendation as well actually from people mm. is Portugal um, oh yeah Portugal is great yep oh uh, because for like right now the reason why I asked this question because <laughs> I've been wanting to travel like I, I really want to start travel again, hopefully by next year. Yeah. And I just want to like get another perspective. Like, you know, coming up from you, what's your best country to visit? And um, I'm actually uh, thinking to travel to Europe, hopefully. Oh, man, you know, that would be been, awesome. Yeah, I've been, I've been planning this for like a long time, but hopefully next year. Uh, I actually wanted to go to Portugal and a couple of other countries. Is it, yeah, it's like Portugal, the first one that you kind of want to go to. I mean, it's a great option, by the way. Mm, uh, but yeah, and are there any other countries in? Because like it, w when you're in Europe, it's so easy to to it's visit. So easy to travel, right? So many countries because they're all just yes. next to each other, right? Are there any other ones that you're like, oh yeah, I really want to go there? I guess the the reason why uh, I choose Europe, let's say in the beginning, yeah. is because of course the opportunities of like visiting any other countries around it is easier compared to like you're going to, I don't know, other like America, so far from each other. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not the country, but you know, uh, the places yeah, yeah, yeah. itself. Like in in Europe, I heard this very interesting for first time traveler, like going far. <laughs> Because in each country they have different culture, and it's I love different language, that. different language, different I don't know yes. infrastructure, environment. Uh, let's say you can see a lot of difference when you're visiting, uh, let's say Amsterdam, 
yeah. and then uh, or Netherlands, mm-hmm. and you're going to Portugal. Let's say, um, like the way I of... love, mm-hmm. I personally love Europe so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it, Europe is amazing. So I could hundred percent recommend you to go to Europe. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and sorry to interrupt, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. and if you're like in Europe and you're close to Belgium. You know, then uh, you're so I, I totally have a place for you to stay at if you uh, want to be here. Yeah, I will <laughs> let you know then. <laughs> Plus, if because, you go to Netherlands, yeah. you're kind of passing Belgium anyway. It's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Actually, I mean, it's kind of like on my map as well because I would start. I, I would love to start my journey in Europe in, Europe in Amsterdam, uh, not Amsterdam uh-huh. particular, but Netherlands. In Netherlands, because yeah. yeah, because actually, it turns out I have a family there. And then I was like, hey. yeah, it turns out I have, um, I guess it's also because of the history before. And then uh, I had a couple of my closest, uh, not closest, but it's a, it's a relative of my grandpa. And then they, they've been deciding to live there since a long time ago. And then, and then now, actually, I was telling my mom, like, hey, I want to go and visit Europe. And I would like to go to Netherlands. And she said, like, you know, like we actually have family there, <laughs> and I was like, "Eh, what?" Huh? And then, uh, yeah, you you can actually uh, visit them, and then you. Uh, but you never met them. I never met them, so wow. you know, I was I was actually planning uh, my Europe trip before the Corona, and then I supposed to go in May last year. Are you already at a date? Uh, you yeah, I already have a date uh, okay. last year, but it's. It's fall down, of course, because of yeah. uh, Corona. But as an Indonesian uh, traveling to Europe, there's a lot of like requirements, uh, like applying for the visa. Yeah. You need to do it uh, like at least two months ago. And then you mm. need to apply to the embassy, you know, a lot of things. And then somehow, of course, when you're applying it to visit your family, it's easier for you to get the visa uh, to go there. So that's why... My mom was connecting me to this family member that I never knew before. And I was like, hey, and then, hey, this is Cash. Yeah, I, I'm actually thinking to visiting uh, Netherlands. And I heard that uh, I'm, I'm the son of Faiza, which is my mom. Yeah. I'm the son of Faiza, and I would like to visit there. And they're like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. How cool and is that? She, it's so cool. <laughs> and then I was like, She's sending me picture of her family that I never saw before. And she just said like, okay, so this is my son and this is my daughter. This is my husband. So we live in Den Haag. I was like, okay. I, uh, I heard yeah. about Den Haag because we had a couple of, well, the, the from the people that I met at Hubert, we had a lot of like Dutch people here. As yeah, well, right? And then, yeah. and then uh, I, I had a couple of uh, friends who lived there. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this is cash. I live in Bali right now. And then, yeah, it's, it's so weird, but I would, I would visit Netherlands first uh, because of that. Um, yeah. Like my surprise family. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I would like to go to Portugal because a lot of people think that, Portugal is the best way, uh, the the best one <laughs> so far. And I mean, and every yeah. European country is so different that it's. Mm. But Portugal, I mean, there's a lot of digital nomads too. It's very, I mean, way cheaper than the Netherlands, for example, or or Scandinavia like Norway. Mm. Um, and it's 
pretty it's beautiful there yeah so it's definitely yeah. all in all a beautiful place yes but also places like austria you know if you like like mountains or the the south of germany like bavaria that area is mm -hmm. called is so stunning and mm -hmm. very different as well again you know different okay. language different culture again um yeah there, there's a yeah. lot of options uh and i was yeah, also I, thinking I if you love waterfalls, uh, Iceland, have you heard of it? Ooh, of course, I know. Yeah. It's it's pretty expensive, I, I guess, um, but it's just a paradise of waterfalls. There's waterfalls everywhere, and they're really? stunning. Okay. Yeah. Just keep it as an option, I would say. Maybe you know someone there, right? Uh, yeah, anything that true. you have of being, you know, of having worked in Hubud is that you know people everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So you could yeah, literally super grateful. Yeah. You could almost stay in every European country and know someone, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if I go to Norway, I have Benedict. Uh, she would love to host you, I would I think. Yes. I know, I love her and I miss her so much. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah. I mean Europe, that's why I would like to go there because I guess it's easier with all of my connection that I have there as well. And then I heard it's a good place for first time travelers to go yeah. to explore um, and a lot of different culture from each countries. So I was like, okay. Um, also the food is so different mm -hmm. almost in every country. I cannot, I can imagine. <laughs> so it's so crazy how much variety you have in such a small scale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm excited for you actually that, that you're going to Europe. Uh, yeah. Hopefully next year then, I guess. Yeah. Actually, I uh, I bought myself a festival uh, festival tickets for next year already. Um, festival I don't know tickets how... to where? Yeah. Uh, Barcelona. Uh, which uh, festival? Uh, it's Primavera. Uh, uh, it's probably a, a pretty new one, I guess. Um... Well, they have a great lineup, so that's why I go there. Okay, a lot of like my favorite artists are playing there. So I, awesome. I all one of the other places that I would like to go when I'm in Europe is also Spain. Barcelona is uh, great. So Barcelona, it is. I actually so, lived there for a while. It's an awesome really? city. Really? Yeah, it's an awesome city. Right. See, I'm so excited, <laughs> and I well, actually, like I love concerts so much, and mm -hmm. uh, my goal, if I if I really have if I had a chance to travel, uh, I would like to check out any other concert, like any concert or festival that they have on that country. Um, mm -hmm. Because I used to be like a concert geek, just so you know, since I was like 13, I guess. Uh -huh. I, had, I had my first concert when I was 13. Damn. And it was, it was the time when it changed my life so much. And that's mm. also the reason why I decided to become an events, like I would like to work around events. That's why I applied to Hubud first around events. So I just don't know what am I going to do, but I know I love events. So okay. Because because of concert and interesting. music festival. Very yeah. interesting. Would you never love to host a music festival then? Man, that's actually, no, that's actually my dream. Yeah. Like if you can ask me, if you, if you ask me what, are one thing that I would like to do before I die. I would like to make my own music festival one day uh, because I, I love music. I love events. I know how great it is. And every time I go to a, 
music festival or a concert. There's just this certain feelings when you feel like so alive, so nice to be surrounded people just going there, listening to the music that you love together with the other fans. It's so nice. But this should be possible, right? Like you have the skills, you just have to apply it to a different industry. I know, I know. <laughs> Actually, it was in it was in my mind before. Uh, I mean, when but look, I was... you're still you're still super young, right? Like you have still years and years and years. But you totally could do this at some point, I would say. Yeah, I would do it. I would do it for sure. When I yeah, when I have the opportunity to do it, uh, I would. I, I would definitely take it. Yeah. Let me know. I'll be uh, coming to that festival. And... Of course, everyone is invited. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, okay. One one question about traveling as well, because mm -hmm. I'm very curious. What uh, if I can ask you? What is the down south uh, downside of traveling? Uh, the first one that what I what would it be? Yeah, the first one that comes to mind right now, um, there's probably well, yeah, other ones, I guess, but uh, the one that just comes directly to my mind now, and this is a little bit of a funny one to say as a downside, mm -hmm. um, uh, it's, <laughs> so it's sometimes that you, when you travel, that you meet so many people, so mm -hmm. many amazing people, mm -hmm. that you can't you know always see i mean s most of the people that i have met i have you know i will not see again mm. you know that i really felt a connection with or that was really like oh these are great i mean awesome people but because mm -hmm. there's so many people that you meet uh that you have to say just goodbye a lot of times and it's it's the same like going to bali i think like uh, i love it a lot to go to bali uh, but a lot of times, yes. I mean, well, okay, these days with the internet, it helps that you can stay connected. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, it just kind of stays with that, that you're just mm -hmm. uh, connected online. But because of distance, you know, if someone lives in the US, it's a bit far to, uh, mm -hmm. to just see each other in, mm -hmm. in the weekends or something. Mm -hmm. Um and again, this is like a, a funny kind of downside, right? Because it's amazing to be able to meet so many people. Mm -hmm. um, but this is where I personally also, after a while, like now, felt like to have a bit more balance in my life and, and mm -hmm. travel less mm -hmm. to just connect more with the people in the surrounding that I'm mainly staying in. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was so much gone, so much traveling uh, and never really staying too much in a place. Mm -hmm. That I always had to say goodbye to people, like, and, and that was a little bit of a downside to me after a while. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. But That's... again, it's a two-sided mm -hmm. thing, right? Like, they're, it's so amazing, but okay, you need some balance with everything, I guess, and that's mainly mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Then, I guess uh, the reason why I asked that as well, like, uh, like working in. Working here in Bali, especially in the hospitality industry before in a co-working space, especially um, having a lot of like community members from different countries. Of course, I I pretty much kind of like traveling in like one side. Like, you do, right? One, uh, in one space, right? Yes, exactly. You can, you can learn about like new people from different countries, <laughs> different, different culture. Yeah. But one of the downsides 
let's say, is saying goodbye to all those people. Right. So you know I exactly kind of like, what I talk about. So, right? so, so I, I'm pretty much aware of it, but yeah. I actually pretty curious uh, from your perspective as someone who say goodbye when you do travel. My because, perspective? Yeah. Because let's say like me uh, being the one who stay is it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but how how you let's say as a traveler saying goodbye because for me like saying goodbye to people is right now it's kind of like one of those things ah okay just another goodbye yeah but like you as a traveler who leave the place itself and then go to another place and then okay saying hi again and then goodbye again okay that happens so what's your perspective on that I actually, I remember that uh, I stopped saying goodbye to people and just said instead, you know, thank you. Because, I don't know, mm. I just didn't, after a while, like to say the words goodbye all the time. Mm. Um, yeah. But my I guess for you... Uh-huh. <laughs> no, go on. No, I mean, like, I guess for you is thank you. And for me, it's a few later. See you later. <laughs> Because, yeah, I don't know. I yes. mean, I, w- I would love to meet them again. So I, I just... I guess, yeah. Exactly. And you never know in the end, right? There's definitely some people that I've met that I do still see, you know? Um, so that's why exactly I also don't per se want to say goodbye with the same reason as you. Like, it's mm-hmm. not per se that it's per se has to be goodbye. Uh, there's mm-hmm. always a possibility to see them again. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, that's good. And it doesn't uh, have to be a sad thing, you know. Goodbye. That's why I said yeah. just rather like thank you for you know everything for hosting mm-hmm. me or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I rather want to make something sort of more positive out of it instead of like goodbye always sounds sometimes more of a sad thing to say or like mm-hmm. a negative. Well, not negative, but yeah, more sad, I guess. Yeah, yeah. sad. Yeah. So I just skip it and just say like thanks, yeah, and you know. Maybe see in the future or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks for sharing, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Good insight. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's all the thing that I have in mind so far in terms of the uh, topics. Do you have awesome. anything? Yeah, great topic. Um, so I have a last one for you. Mm-hmm. And I uh, want to ask your advice. So, from cash, <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> for sure, man. You have knowledge. So I, uh, let me just read what I wrote. I okay, like okay. So by now, people kind of know, I guess, that you are the community and event manager, or you have been in Hubut for three years, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious because I also in my own startup want to hold more events Mm -hmm. and i'm curious to ask you for advice like do you what are essential tips uh on organizing and holding a good event that Mm. you know from experience from having held maybe events that didn't go right and that you now know how to do better are there anything Anything's coming to mind that you know, like, okay, if you want to hold an event, these are some essential things uh, to do. Mm. 
And I also have two events that I want to show you. And mm -hmm. I just want to see if you can look at it and say like, okay, I would do this a bit different or, or mm. any input that you have. But uh, okay. if, if there's something already coming to mind that you have like, okay, if you want to hold an event, it's pretty essential that you do. I guess the one of the most essential thing that you need to do is to know your audience first. Mm. Like your, same as business, I guess. Like you need to know like who's your target audience, right? Gotcha. And then you need to know like what do they need? Yes. Instead of like, uh, instead of like creating something that you have in mind and you're just like uh, doing it. Um, I the reason why I said that is like that's by the way two very good points. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I you know I I created a couple of events uh, before. Uh, well, you know uh, at Hubert and then yep. uh, somehow I was just do. Or like curate, uh, like I didn't really curate the topic pretty well. Mm -hmm. I just I just do events, so then it's just happened. Let's say uh, there was one of those days when I don't really have a lot of resources, uh, but somehow I was just like, oh, okay, let me just create an event. But I don't really know what, uh, even though that I know my audience was that person, but I don't really know what do they need actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I creating that events that actually something some topics that they don't really interested with of course why people have to join your events in the beginning because this is not the topic that they're interested in yep. so by by knowing your audience first and then knowing what do they need uh it's one of the essential things that uh you need to have mm. you need to do or you need to think about uh before you're creating the events itself of course, creating the agenda, schedule, activities, it can come later. Yeah. But when you're about to create an event, I guess you need to first see the target audience and what do they need. Yeah. Same as business. That's uh, true. But, um, but, uh, mm -hmm. No, I mean, uh, I had, I, I still remember like one time uh, I was talking to one of the biggest promoter here uh, in Indonesia. Uh, he's one of the person who brings like music festival here to Jakarta, uh, oh, yeah. which is of course, it's kind of like the center. And then uh, there was this one time uh, when we had a couple of discussion, he's actually the one who inspired me so much to go to, you know, go creating events because that's something that I pretty enjoy, but I just want to know like from his, Mm. inside what what was his experience and then he he told me um there was this one time when he was about to uh, bring an artist he loved this artist so much uh but somehow uh they don't really you know uh because the target audience are the indonesian or the jakartans right um but somehow this artist is not pretty much well known yet in Jakarta or in Indonesia. So he doesn't really decided to bring this person uh, or this artist to come to Jakarta in the beginning. So he always uh, he always listening based on what are the requests from all the people in Jakarta. Let's say uh, once once in a while, he yeah. always creating this, uh, uh, well, at that time, Twitter was very famous. You know, everyone used Twitter. 
and he always just throw a question. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, whose artist that you want to bring to Indonesia right yeah, now? Yeah, and yeah. he just basically doing uh, like creating the uh, events or concert based on the feedback that they get yeah. from the tweet itself, um, rather than him just bringing like random artists uh, that he knows he likes. Yeah. And then wh- when he's doing it here, it's such a bad luck. Like, like it, let's say it doesn't work or the artist doesn't really work. Makes um, sense. Well, one, one of, uh, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess that's one, uh, that's one of the thing that I learned from him so much. And then something that I try to apply every time I create my own events or creating the programs, uh, to do uh for my work uh mm. i just first listen to the audience uh knowing uh, knowing your audience who is your audience yeah. get to know what are the th- uh, what are the things that they need uh in terms <laughs> hey did it was no, it was the it internet, was the internet or... yeah it was the internet reset do you remember at the co-working space uh well at Hubut, usually it always happens every midnight when the providers start to reconnect again. Like you need to disconnect and then reconnect again every oh. midnight because the router are trying to refresh. And I guess it's also because of the, uh, what is it? The, the provider that they have, I don't know, but something like that. So that, so that happens. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. Is that uh, okay? Well- yeah yeah what time yeah. is it actually over there it's 12 midnight oh my god all right are you a, a it's okay. are you an evening person yes i am okay. that's why i get the energy and i have my coffee you know so i'm good <laughs> um but i mean this is kind of the last topic anyway so let's mm-hmm. uh, um you were just sharing what you would advise someone in like me uh, who wants to do Mm -hmm. events more uh i mean you already shared uh some things already i don't know if you wanted to add something more to it uh i also have two events already created that i just want to show maybe so you can Mm kind of look at it and be like okay this should be different but already the two things that you shared uh on knowing what your audience wants uh was Mm -hmm. already pretty helpful i would say um, but yeah. you want me to show it or? Sure, sure. I will, I, I'll, I'm actually very curious. Okay. And by no means, this is like a finished event. Uh, that's why I'm also still asking for feedback. Mm. Um, all right. Let me just share. All right. We're here with fishes again. <laughs> Uh, so this is actually a, an event of my startup, the IPS project, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, the events are called sort of like IPS journeys, more like mindful travel trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have right now, uh, well, three, uh, but two that I already sort of created, mm-hmm. but that this year I want to do i mean or next year in the summer when you know corona is hopefully history um so uh let's just take this one 
so this is like a three-day event where mm -hmm. I want to go and climb a mountain with people. Mm -hmm. And sort of the idea is to connect with nature and with, you know, your instincts uh, and with other people. Like this one is mainly for guys. Uh, so I wanted to make like a sort of guy trip um, where you connect with guys in sort of a, yeah, use your instincts again to survive together to climb a mountain. Um, but... The main thing that I'm sort of worried about is that it's not, yeah, that that what you said uh, of know what your audience wants or know, you know, if I don't know if someone is interested in this, uh, and maybe if mm -hmm. it has to be a bit adjusted, the the topic of the event, um, and I don't know if I maybe should share this to you so you can kind of scroll through it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You want me to share it? Yeah, that would that would be great. Uh, hold on, how do I share stuff here? On the chat box. Yeah, it's I oh yeah, it's here in the top. Um, there we go. Okay. I also don't know if I really explained it now well, and if maybe the description is better or worse, mm. but you can give me, uh, like straight down, like honest, you know, um, feedback. You don't have to be nice. Have you, so, so you've done this trip before? No, I've not, I've not done this trip before. That's why okay. I, I created it to do it actually last year, but then Corona, you know, and, um, yeah, so I've not done it yet. So it's still. Yeah, uh, very adjustable. But I just wanted to bring guys and yeah, um, often I feel like that guys are easier to connect when they do a shared activity that's more difficult with each other. And okay. that was sort of the idea to go and climb a mountain and yeah, be in nature again and connect with each other a bit more. Okay. And take Wait. your time to read. <clears throat> and it's a bit more around well-being and mental health. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, It's a very cool mountain, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're... I mean, I... <laughs> you're probably maybe not in stuff like climbing a mountain, although I could recommend it. Uh, but it's... Uh, yeah, I would like... It's good, yeah. <laughs> I've climbed I mean, a lot I'm... of times. It's it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. Uh, you know, like, I've been living here in Bali for, like, almost five years, four, four years, five years. Uh -huh. And I never, like, mount, like hike a mountain, like, even Agung or um, Mount Agung or well, Mount um, Batur. Mount. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's where the one that everyone's go for like sunrise i've never been because hiking is not really my thing <laughs> well yeah okay i get it uh the climbing that one is pretty tiring it's just kind of mm. like going straight up kind of mm. um this one is more okay um uh, well so far i guess it's it's good you're pretty much explaining about the agenda there but does uh, it the topic it, uh... makes okay take your time first yeah, I I just read it quickly so I don't really see. You know, like one of the thing, Yelis, um, when it comes to creating events, um, and then you want to promote your events as well. Uh -huh. uh, having a having a cool, like on on your writings, it needs to get all the information that you would like to share to the audience. That's very important. Mm. Uh, that's why, like, right now, um, I would like to go and read everything so then I can give you a feedback. All there. right. I'm taking my pencil but, here to take some notes from you. May, yeah, maybe. But, okay. Uh, you, you shared to me a little bit about the event, so I just want to see if I can see it on this website or not. Why is it only men, actually, men? Um, well, it... it's again, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, it's something that I might change this, you know, details of this, but mainly because I just feel that guys mostly connect more on a deeper level with each other when they're doing mm -hmm. a difficult activity together okay. uh, and open up about personal things. Mm. Okay. But I think I might, my worry is that I'm doing a little bit too many things with these events and that with that it's becoming unclear. What do you mean by a lot of things? Um, yeah, that we're climbing a mountain, that we're, mm -hmm. you know, talking maybe more about personal things along the way, that we're, mm -hmm. uh, you know, more connecting with each other in a way by surviving together. I don't know if it's too many. Again, well, let me let me leave your thoughts mm. and um, we'll, yeah, just uh, share with but, you what you got. But the re, oh, I guess it's good. I mean, like reading reading into it, uh, it's pretty much clear on on the trip itself. Um, on, on what's included, what's not. Like the tier is good, the price is there, the date is there, the instructor is there. It's good to have uh, a couple of requirements to instructor, knowing that it's a program, right? Uh, requirements, okay. No, you don't. Okay, that's good. Day one, agenda is there. Um, I guess I guess it's it's pretty much clear. Let's say like from the event event perspective, it's looking good. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty much clear on what you guys gonna do on the journey. Uh, you put all the information there in terms of the dates, the price. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know. Yeah, with the website, is it a good thing to put there or not? To put it on the website. Yeah, I don't. I, well, I don't know. I never really. I never. I, put, like, but I'm also. Online when this will happen i will also make because what would you recommend like social media i guess right uh-huh yeah i will also put it on a facebook uh as an yeah. event and
put it on other social media platforms also. It's just, this is sort of like the page with information on it where you can book it. Okay. Okay. Um, all looks good. But uh, the reason why I asked you that uh, question in the beginning, why is it only for men? But you already give me the the reason why. But I I just want to make sure to like, uh, like back again with with my with my my statement in the beginning. Like, you, is is that your audience that you're looking for? I mean, uh, I know like this is part of inner picture stories, which is your business, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have the community of it already, or? Uh, it, I mean, this is not per se that I will. I mean, I will also promote it to my community. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I just thought it was a good idea maybe to do it for an event for men only. Yeah, because mm-hmm. of the reason that I said. Because Have I mainly feel them? they connect with, yeah, difficult shared uh, activities. <laughs> yeah. Have you Have you asked them? Yeah. That's a good question. Idea? Um, if other guys would be interested in this, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I also had some girls who were interested in this, so it's not okay. per se. I, I like, I don't want to exclude anyone. It's just that event mm-hmm. that I thought, like, okay, might be interesting to also have a focused group, uh, mm-hmm. like they have women groups or something. You know, like, um, okay. it's a different experience when there's a mixed gender, right? And yeah, yeah I just was thinking more. Uh, for that reason to that mm. but it's not like i don't want to make it mixed or something it's uh just an idea that i sort of had okay um i mean i might say it's good uh the, everything you need in terms of the information is pretty much there mm-hmm. uh you already uh creating the agenda for it so it's pretty much clear around it um yeah um Yeah, what, I just, I just, huh? What would you say could be different or better, or yeah, or what do you not like? I guess it's not like I don't like it, or you know, uh, what would be different or anything. But mm-hmm. um, I just, I just, uh, one of my suggestion uh, to you is just to. Uh, Like when when you back again when you're creating this program, you need to know like okay who is your target market again. You need to be more more uh, precise to that. No precise to that, and then like yeah. know the audience itself. Let's say uh, the person like okay, so I need this men who are interested around this topic around yeah. uh, mental health, uh, being an adventure together, um, and then talk about it with the person who have that criteria. Right, which you're right. looking for mm. and then asking them like ah okay if you know just bouncing ideas in the beginning yeah. <laughs> sorry just bouncing the ideas in the beginning and then uh and then ask ask them basically like is this something that you would like to have or not mm. or ask them what they would like more in sort of an event like yeah. or something yeah So to more fight my sort of target that could be interested in this and then to more precisely ask them what they really will be interested in or mm-hmm. maybe let's say like you already you already put a couple of agenda there, right? Um like okay, they want check in at the cabin, welcome, 
get climbing equipment, orientation and prepare your back. Mm -hmm. uh, when we're talking about the orientation, there are a lot of type of activities as well, right? So let's say one of the other feedback that, let's say when you're talking to this person, you can also say, well, you know, like what kind of activities actually that you like to do? Mm. As simple as that. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. You know, just to elevate the, uh, the program itself. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the only thing that I have in mind uh, so far. I mean, the program itself it looks good. Um, all the things that you've done on the website is already great. I don't really understand uh, about the marketing that much, um, about but I guess you, yeah, the marketing of the events. How I would market um, it, or or what do you mean? Yeah, how yeah how how do you put on the website? What's what needs to be there? I don't know uh, all that kind of stuff, but. But yeah, uh, it's 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 there. Uh, uh -huh. It's good already. It's pretty how, clear on what I do. How would you market it? Like the events that you've done, how did you market them mainly? Like just uh, mainly Facebook? Yeah, that's true. Yeah? Mm, I mean, the way, yeah. Like again, yeah, mo mostly Facebook because that's my that's where my target market is right mm -hmm. i guess uh when it comes to marketing as well like you need to know like where your target market is yeah ah, ah. anyway <laughs> everything looks good man but but that's just my 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 uh, no awesome message. i really appreciate uh your feedback on this actually uh mm. and you definitely shared something good uh, for me to kind of look into more, uh, to more define my audience for this event better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that helps. That helps a lot, actually. Well, glad if I could help. <laughs> uh, let me... I mean, the other event that I had mm -hmm. is sort of similar that I also think I have the same problem that I also have to more... I mainly created these events that i was like oh i think i would like this event and i think that could be cool but mm. not really looking you know for people yeah more f more creating an event that people are more looking for so i have to do some more uh uh yeah search more for my audience or the events that i have more to find better the audience to it uh for both events actually mm. uh mm. Yeah. I guess knowing your knowing your target audience is very important uh, for you to. Uh, I mean, it's it's good that you're already creating this option, um, but define define it define your uh, target market just. Uh huh. Um, okay, and how does this event actually sound like? This is an event where I basically want to go three days also with mm -hmm. people uh, in the forests. And yeah, again, I think it's also... And it's sort of like a, uh, a camping wild. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and yeah, I think I'm actually running into the same problem like the other one. Mm that I have to define my audience a bit better there. Okay. Mm. I think yeah, uh, I 
from what you I guess shared. once you I guess once you already know the answer better you're pretty much more confident on creating the events and the program itself and it will like boosting up your mood so much mm. and it will makes you works better on creating the programs or the events yeah um and i mean in the end you you feel like a you know events or anything kind of like you refine it bit more and more uh it's not like cuz this was sometimes that i was a bit worried about like oh i created and it's going to be like like that it it's always going to be like that but you can refine things improve them mm-hmm. um cuz i tried the other event that i just showed some years ago uh and yeah like one group showed up but then many mm-hmm. other events that i held with that event no one showed up mm-hmm. uh so yeah i was a bit like uh oh, i suck at holding events but it just had to be a little bit more refined i guess mm-hmm. um with the information that you shared uh so yep yeah yeah i guess mm, yeah the reason why i say that is very important because actually it is because it is actually important you know um when when you don't really curate the events better mm-hmm. to the target audience that you are targeting then of course you will not have a lot of people like coming into the event itself um, yeah makes sense like that's why at the end of the day uh it's about like curating the events better knowing your audience yeah. uh that's it it sounds easy but actually a lot you know when it's it comes true. to events because everyone's always like ah oh, okay yeah just another events but of course there's a yeah. lot of things happening behind it like you need to do a research about the target market the people like who are you talking to what do they like what this person like you know that's why at hubud i always talk to people and then ask like okay what do you want <laughs> yeah best way But uh, maybe that was the thing that I thought it was a bit easier to hold an event than in reality it is actually, because mm. uh, yeah. Uh, but well, l- next year hopefully they will be a bit better. <laughs> yes, man. Hopefully. So then I I really miss being like go first travel. Of course, I would like to travel, but I really miss going to a concert or festival or events where I can be around can like, a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully the world's getting better soon by next year. So then we can start having those activities again. It will, but it just takes time, you know. <laughs> getting there, getting there. Uh, so w- was there anything more or else that you wanted to talk about or do you feel because I think we've been chatting for Two hours. One and a half hours. Two hours and thirty minutes. Yes. About yeah. Or do you feel like yeah. we? I don't know. Covered quite enough of topics right now for this time. I guess. I guess it's it's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Like coming up from my side. Um, I, I, yeah. I guess it's pretty much good from my side. Like, how about you? Like, is it? Okay, or do you have any other topic in mind? I shared all of them that I wanted to share. Uh, so yeah, I'm good too. And uh, it was really awesome because I had you on my like list of people that I wanted to talk to on this podcast for a while now. So Thanks, it's man. Really awesome, actually, to uh, to finally have done this with you. 
Yeah, so thanks. Hopefully, hopefully it's interesting enough to, you know, I don't know. Um, Surprisingly yeah. <laughs> enough, you know, because this podcast was also created for me to catch up with people around the world mm -hmm. that I know, like interesting people yeah. that I know. And it was a great opportunity like that to, yeah, connect with people again. And mm. uh, also share, you know, interesting things with each other. And then also share it out in the world for our others who might be interested yeah. too. And so far, I've been actually receiving quite a lot of positive comments from people Good. listening to past episodes. So okay. I'm pretty sure this one will also be a, a great listen for a lot of people. Well, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, um, it's always nice to catching up with friends. Um, I mean, you know, like when was the last time we talked? But um, I don't know. Well, last time that I was in Bali Long was, time. I think. I guess. In we January. never really like. Uh huh. So almost about a year ago now. With there? Yeah, because the last time when you were here, I know the corona is already starting. Exactly. You're still around. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it should be like around. I think year January or, or February or something that I was still in Ubud. Ah, uh -huh. uh, yeah. And then Ubud, everything was closed. Yes. Yeah. And then I think you were in Chengu already. Oh, oh yeah, because you're. Oh, yeah, I remember. I still remember that you are still around. Benedicta is still around. Edith is still yes, around. But they uh, left when I was still there, actually. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Because they went uh, because of Corona back home. I was actually with mm -hmm. uh, Edith, supposed to go to Nusa Penida. Mm -hmm. And I was on the island of Nusa Penida. And then she was like, yeah, I'm going home. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> So I was uh, alone on the island by myself, but oh my god! Anyway. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's always good. Hey, to have some time for yourself as well. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like needed. As well as. What are you still doing tonight? Actually, I'm gonna catching up with a um, like one more work to do because right now we're. Um, at the moment, we're thinking to create a uh, virtual retreat for our team member here. Um, All right. We, we, we've done that before, earlier this year, um, and it went great. Uh, we already used this. Um, we already had a picture from our last virtual retreat, but this is my first time to create this virtual retreat myself. So I need to figuring out about like what kind of software that I can use to do this virtual meeting for everyone. So then mm. it can be more fun uh, knowing that most of our team members are like developers as well. Right. They like right. to play games. So maybe I need to find a software where it can be more playful, I guess, where everyone can feel like they're playing games. I don't know if you ever heard about getter.town. But I guess that's one of the software that I like. That's the software that I will use I to have this like. It. It's kind of like a video chatting for remote teams, and then you can actually create a venue, um, and then, and then yeah, you can actually like create an avatar of yourself, and then you uh -huh. and your team member are there, and then having a call there. You can that's actually cool. doing a presentation as well there. So I was like. Okay, I guess this is interesting. Maybe this is something that the people love, but I don't know. 
Um, right now, I would like to drafting the agenda and try to find the activities because, um, well, the goal for this uh, for this event is basically to uh, gathering all the new team member that we have mm. uh, because we had a lot of like new team members coming in this past three months because we have a lot of project coming in. We need we have more developers coming in as well to cool. our team now at the moment. We just want to bring everyone together and then having, you know, like bonding time and then sharing a couple of um, company information. And you're doing on this on a freelance base, right? You said um, I'm actually, no, actually I'm, I'm doing it full time right now. Ah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, actually like after freelance uh, experience, man, last year, he, I mean, it was great. Ah. Um, you had all the time in your life, uh, but it was so, for me, I was always nervous at the end of the month because I don't know if I still have the gigs or not. Yes. And coming from the experience that I work, uh, like from the experience before where I pretty much settle every month, I know like, okay, next month I have my salary, so I don't yeah. need to worry so much. I don't really have to find the clients every time or every day or, you know. There's a whole hustle involved in being freelance. Yes, and I don't think that's for me. I would prefer to just have, at least for now, I would yeah. prefer to just have like a full time where I put my, like all of my energy into that. And then, yeah, right. You know, yeah. Rather than like yeah, you have one. more energy on just focusing on doing the work than on actually stressing out about finding the clients and yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, that's why. The, yeah, that's why I decided to took this job in the beginning because I actually told them in the beginning they were asking like, hey, "Are you interested to just doing it like uh, part time?" And I was like, "Well, actually." I would prefer to do it full time, and then at the end they decided, okay, let's let's just having it here full time. Then awesome. so I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> that's what cash needs. And then uh, with the way we work at the moment, uh, knowing that it's pretty much remote, it's actually interesting as well. Like I can I can kind of like relate with all the things that people that I met at Hubut talking about, like how remote work. Yeah works mm. and then um you know about uh loneliness mental health yep. it's, very, uh, it's, it, it, it's there um so i kind of like relate with all that uh so much when everyone said like oh my god i feel so lonely the reason why i go to coworking space because we i would like to meet people yep. so that's why right now i even you know ask my as my uh, supervisor, if it's okay for me to subscribe to co-working because I Good I need it. I cannot I I cannot work at home by myself. It's, nah, it's too much it's after a while. Cash. Yeah, good decision. Uh, to uh, yeah, co-working places are amazing. Yeah. Well, Agreed. Cash, um, I'm gonna leave you to uh, some more night work for you. <laughs> I know. And okay, I... I'm just. Gonna for another like one or two hours and then go to sleep and i really appreciate uh that you wanted to take the time to do this and also just uh, to be able to catch up with you it was really awesome to talk to you again